0: We're gonna do our first wheel spin of season six. I got this new wheel spinner. I don't know where my old one does not work in, but we're gonna do this one. How about it? It looks cool. So we're gonna start with the year. This is the first wheel spin of season six. Yeah, it is. Hopefully it'll be good to you, Milo. Are you ready to go?
1: Okay, which 1980s? Right.
0: <laughs> it's gonna pick 90s for you, bro. Oh, well, cause it's a different wheel. This
1: wheel's probably better than the other one.
0: No, it's not. It's gonna, to... oh, 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 I did. Oh, then, it's very uh... Yeah. Oh 1990. That was close. It was like it was like on Wheel of Fortune or or like on the prices right, where it's almost you're almost bankrupt, and then it goes just past bankrupt to a million dollars. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it just did. <laughs> so yeah, it's nineteen ninety. That's good. It's just the nineties for you. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. All right. We're gonna go now to our uh our topic ready. Music, 1990 music. Cool, good era for music. All right, and then our uh, segment. We're gonna roll with our segment. Is it where is it gonna go? Trivia. trivia. Okay. 1990 music trivia. So we'll, we gotta go figure out what we're gonna do, and then meet our friends in the future. Yeah so we're we're back in back in the future now and we're going to we're going to do something a little different. We don't want to do trivia questions, do you know this or not. we um, we're, we're going to play more of a game of did you know. You know like those guys at the bar that are like did you did you know and they tell you some factoids. I, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm we're that both guy, that I'll guy, guy tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy like N- not doing this which is kind of sad but yeah we're gonna, just gonna do a, a fun game of did you know yeah and you can play along which you, when we say did you know we're gonna list a fact uh just ask yourself if you knew that or not and if not you learn something new congratulations uh you want to go first on this one jamie <laughs> yeah so did you know the number one song on the billboard year end top 100 was hold on by wilson phillips <laughs> Wilson Phillips was
1: big back then.
0: Yeah. Don't you know, things will change. Things will go your way. If you, if you hold, hold on. on for one more day, can you hold on? I, no, so remember when we did that episode about '90s songs you were embarrassed to like, and we only had four of them? So I admit now, this would have been my fifth. <laughs> I like this song, dude. I like it. And I like the video because because when they're like sometimes they're on the beach in their black outfits but then sometimes they're up in the mountains looking all mountain looking (laughs) and they're just singing along like going through it and you know when you're eating your like large Domino's extravaganza by yourself your Domino's extravaganza pizza and you're just kind of like crying because life sucks you just listen to this yeah could you hold on for one more day you're like yeah Yeah, Carney Wilson. You're big and beautiful like me. I feel you, girl. (laughs) I like this song. Yeah, it was number one on the Billboard. It was number one. They were huge that year.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to think out of all the music that was out that that was the number one song.
0: But I like it. That's number five on my 90s song. I'm embarrassed to like because I'm kind of embarrassed to like this one. You You like it too, though. Don't lie.
1: You know, I might sing along to it because it's catchy, but I I wouldn't say I like it. No, I got to go. I don't like that one. All right. Uh, Of course, we both know that New Kids on the Block was very popular, as per our recent episode, and they had the five main band members. But did you also know they had two other band members at various points? One of them was Mark Wahlberg,
0: a brother of Donnie Wahlberg, member of the band, and a guy by the name of Jamie Kelly. Well, Mark did all right for himself then, but who the hell is Jamie, whoever? Yeah. (laughs) Who's that guy? It it didn't work out too well for him. (laughs) Jamie Kelly, that's
1: his name. Nobody
0: ever heard of him. I didn't know he was part of the new kids on the block. It's like the original. he is now, he's probably like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like (laughs) the original
1: drummer for the Beatles before Ringo
0: Starr joined, and it's like,
1: man, that was
0: a bad call. Well, we'll have to figure out what this guy is doing, because I've never heard of him. I I knew about Mark, but I didn't know about this Jamie whoever guy. I don't know. Jamie Kelly. Yep. We'll have to figure out what he's doing. Maybe he'll come on the show. (laughs) Be like, hey, Jamie. No, he won't. He'll be like, you guys are assholes. Tell us (laughs) a little bit
1: about uh, why you left the band. (laughs) You know, were you kicked out? Did you voluntarily leave? Things we want to know.
0: Yeah. Are you broke now? Because everybody else is rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, we know from our Sinead O'Connor episode that the famous single, Nothing Compares to You, uh, came out in, in 1990. But I didn't know this, that it was originally written, composed, and performed by Prince.
1: I did know that. You she did know met that? She Prince, actually. I watched Sinead's documentary about meeting Prince. And she was, like, super excited because, like, hey, it's Prince. And then she met him, and apparently he was a total fucking weirdo to her. And yeah, like I guess. Chased her well, from our episode, yeah,
0: you guys were talking about how he was chasing her around his house and whatnot and weird, weird stuff, right? I I knew that he had met, they had met, and he was chasing her around the house, <laughs> weird stuff. But I didn't know it's because that song was actually a Prince song. So Prince basically wrote every song in the eighties and early nineties. Like he wrote half the music. It's it's crazy and that's why prince beats michael jackson wow well on
1: the same subject did you know that nothing compares to you was the winner of the 1990 mtv music video awards oh really oh yeah and it was just her though singing yeah with her bald
0: head and she's just singing that's it that's the thing
1: the out of all the videos it's just this one video of her singing directly into the camera but it was so moving apparently that voters voted for it my theory is like the song itself was so popular so of course
0: the video had to win yeah well and she's a pretty lady so that doesn't hurt yeah speaking of mtv did you know that mtv's unplugged was broadcast for the first time on january 21st 1990 on cable television it was uh we all know the famous unplugged concerts like like the nirvana one and all that but the first one was a british band called squeeze have you ever heard of them i have never heard of them they were the first one in some english band on it was the first one on mtv mtv's unplugged and they were called squeeze i've never heard of this band a lot of good music came from that yeah the nirvana unplugged album was great to the eric clapton eric clapton unplugged one album. yeah so there's a good. lot of good Concerts. Um, mm. It's just nobody ever remembers the first one because nobody knows who Squeeze is.
1: That's probably why we didn't know who the band was before. We certainly <laughs> unplugged. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah so I've never heard you. of. We didn't know
0: you before, but now you're unplugged. You're even less known. You yeah. don't even have electricity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good for you guys. Okay, well, I'm sure we all know this: that the uh, top country single of 1990 was "Nobody's Home" by Clint Black. But we probably don't know that album was called "Killin' Time," so that was his third album, not his first or second, but third album. Oh, yeah. It was his third. I thought third. it was his
0: first. Yep, because you're probably a fan, right, Jamie? I I don't. I kind of like '90s country music. We we should do a whole episode on it. We probably you and should I can, actually. Yeah, you and I. We'll make that our next episode. You and I can butt heads on that. Yeah, yeah. Make a note of that. That is a good idea. Um. So, Billy Idol was having a burgeoning kind of movie career, and he was scheduled to have, like, a big role in Oliver Stone's film, The Doors. And did you know that he was originally going to be the T-1000 in Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Did you know that? Was O.J. Simpson supposed to be that as well at some point? Mm, I don't know about that, but I know that that Billy Idol was 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 he was gonna he he was intended for him, but on February sixth he got into a bad motorcycle accident, busted himself up hardcore, like broke a bunch of bones. So he had really kind of a minor almost cameo in the doors, you know, appearance in the doors and the whole Terminator 2 thing was out the door cuz he he was jacked up, but it's a bummer that he had that motorcycle accident because he was gonna like he was really gonna start up some major movie action. So, drive drive safely, kids. Yeah, when you ride a motorcycle, ride safely. That's my motto. My motto is I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't ride a motorcycle at all. <laughs> my fat ass does not need to be on a motorcycle. Dude,
1: motorcycles rock and roll. Did you know Steven Tyler's daughter is the famous actress Liv Tyler? And did you know the best metal rock album for the uh, 1990s MTV Music Awards was
0: Aerosmith's Jamie's Got a Gun? So you're slipping two in there.
1: I slipped kind of two because they're both Aerosmith
0: related. Yeah. Well, and Liv Tyler is is my girlfriend, so Mm. that's awesome, right? (laughs)
1: Well, here's a bonus, did (laughs) you know Liv Tyler was actually in one of Aerosmith's music videos?
0: Is that the one where they did that Asteroid movie?
1: Well, that too, but no, she was in one with Alicia Silverstone. So it was like Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler were in, because remember Alicia Silverstone did uh, like two or three.
0: Yeah, she was kind of their go-to girl for the videos.
1: Yep, and Liv Tyler was in one of those as well. I don't remember which song it was.
0: How how awesome of a wine date would that be? Mm, that's your dream wine date right there. Uh-huh. It's it's an open invitation, ladies. Just just saying. So, in February 21st, the 32nd Annual Grammy Awards were presented, right? That I thought this was <laughs> interesting. So, Bonnie Raitt's Nick of Time won the Album of the Year. I like Bonnie Raitt. My mother loved Bonnie Raitt. She had it playing around the house all the time. But here's what I I don't like is Bette Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings was like the song of the year. And I've already stated how much I hate this song. And it's not that it's a bad song. It's just in 1990 in my school, I don't know if this was nationwide or not, but in my school, every teacher was playing that music in school all the time. They play it before assemblies the teachers would play it in class. And I'm like, why are all the teachers playing this fucking song? (laughs) I hate this song. Um, So that was the song of the year. And I'm sorry that I hate it, but I don't mean to. It's just every teacher in my school in 1990 was playing this song in school and we got freaking tired of it. Incidentally, um, Milli Vanilli, that's the, that they won the best new artist that year too <laughs> that wouldn't work out for him later because in november all that stuff went down and it got taken back so but yeah february in february when they did the 32nd annual grammy awards they were still convinced that those two dudes were singing their own music <laughs> suckers
1: yeah I, that song like you'd go to the grocery store it'd be playing on the pa system i'm sure they had like a instrumental version playing in elevators and stuff
0: like it did get played it got played yeah and here's the it's sad because it's one of those songs that i wouldn't have necessarily hated if it weren't played to death for a whole year it Um, is the kind of song you would like i i would have liked it if you know but if you play if you put someone like in a know, on a desk in a room in a building they don't want to be, which is pretty much what school is for a kid. And then you're playing that shit all the time. They're, it's going to get kind of like a torture thing. You're going to have flashbacks of Bette Midler singing about the wind. <laughs> it's not cool, man. <laughs> yeah. American education system back then had issues, man.
1: <laughs> At those same Grammys, the person who won the best rhythm and blues song also won the best rap solo performance. And that was You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Double winner that year.
0: Hammer time. <laughs> yeah, I can't touch this, dude. Can't touch this. Dude, and he had the parachute pants doing the crab dance and all the like like the hot chicks and it was kinda urban. Ah, dude, he was so awesome. Hey, you can't say you didn't like MC Hammer.
1: I did then. Now I'm like, no, now I, now I don't appreciate it. I, you yeah. know, to be honest, I didn't really like him then. I just thought he was okay. I didn't love him as much as everybody else does, or did. Oh, I was in the loved him camp. No, I wasn't. I had, I had his pants, bro. Mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it was a fun song. And of course, you know, when it came on, you'd start singing and dancing and stuff. But I don't know. I thought I was too cool for anything that got played in the top 40s.
0: Oh, even, okay. Even
1: back then, I was a music snob.
0: You were kind of a hipster before the hipsters.
1: Yeah, I've always been a douchey hipster about music. Okay, You're like, what? Well, it's popular? Oh, I don't
0: like it then. <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought I was the one from Portland. <laughs> <laughs> um so do you re- you remember I remember this because it was a big it was big news. Do you remember this when Gloria Estefan's tour bus got into a big accident and she broke her back? Yeah. That was um that was a big news actually, um, and she, her her I guess it was a pretty bad accident. She broke her back and she had to uh, she had to go have back surgery and stuff. So that happened on March 20th, and then on April 4th she went to go have back surgery, and it, it really it really it really hurt her. And it was in the big news because she was Gloria Estevan and the Miami Sound Machine. They were really popular in 1990, huge. So. Uh, yeah, that happened in nineteen ninety. Uh, on uh, Mar- in March, March twentieth. Wow, uh, I do remember that. I I liked Gloria Estefan
1: and her music. That was yeah, the, like that was top forty stuff that I actually kind of supported because it just had
0: a cool beat to it and it was it was good. Well, and I, it's stuff you you can listen to Gloria Estefan and the miami sound machine now and it's still cool yeah whereas the hammer thing is like yeah that's pretty dated (laughs) even i will say that even though i love it but it's you can see that it's dated but gloria still you play that today and it's 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 just as good so yeah but luckily she uh she survived that and and still kicked ass so that's good still around she's still around isn't
1: she i think so right i'm not sure i'm not sure either okay well another nominee in that best solo rap category at the grammys that year was vanilla ice with his super popular ice ice baby that everybody was singing so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask real quickly i know we're not doing quizzing take a guess at to ha- as to how many times he says the word ice in that song uh 28 43 43
0: <laughs> (laughs) 43 times he says the
1: word ice 43 times in ice ice baby that's not counting the title that's just lyrics
0: oh (laughs) no that's a lot of ice that's
1: a lot of ice you can
0: fill up a cooler with that ice (laughs) that so that's one i i now i know how you feel because I, i i like vanilla ice back then because i was a kid but now i'm like i don't like I I I think he's so douchey. His music is bad. I I'm I'm embarrassed that I did like it, but I could get away with it because I was a child. If I liked Vanilla Ice's stuff, now if I look back and liked it, I would be embarrassed. But I don't like it, so I can't be embarrassed about something I don't like anymore. That's good. We it's... still got a review. We still got to review review <laughs> that movie Cool as Ice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a shit show. You're going to love it. Oh, I'm sure. Have you seen it yet? No, dude. I'm waiting on <laughs> you
1: to see the other one so that we can okay, then yeah, watch okay, that well, one. Okay, well,
0: we, need to, we need, to so, get, I need to get on that then because yeah, we yeah. need to
1: We need to hook that up. All right, it's well, so bad. We can do Cool as Ice after we're done with the next one. Okay. I uh, it, uh, That song, though, the thing about it, that I think why it was so popular, too, is because people liked to sing along with it because it was so quick, and then you'd be like, stop, calibrate, calibrate, and listen. Yeah. Ice, ice baby.
0: Yeah, it is very singable. I I'm I'm not saying that I can bust that out on Wednesday night karaoke at the rollin' Long, Um, but I can. <laughs> and it's sad that I can, but not that I have, but I totally have. Yeah, it's totally karaokeable.
1: Yeah, I wanna see somebody do that and see if the others in the bar start singing along to it. They they do. I Older they ones do. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The younger ones are like Nah <laughs> <laughs> Well they should <laughs> yeah. That's fair Oh it's my turn isn't it Yeah So did you know That uh, The Toronto police On May 29th Threatened Madonna They threatened to arrest her If she performed uh, Her simulated masturbation scene During her performance of Like a Leica version On her blonde ambition tour mm-hmm and madonna said fuck you guys i'm not going to change my show for you if you want to arrest me arrest me as she called it she called it right she's like so it's toronto police versus madonna right so she called their bluff cuz later they're like no nah, we never we're not going to arrest you and in fact we we never even threatened to say that we never said that but then there was some footage that had them actually totally saying that so Madonna versus the Toronto police, and Madonna won. <laughs> yeah, Never go up
1: against Madonna. No. She will always win.
0: She'll fuck you up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that later that year on August 5th, um, she ended her Blonde Ambition tour, which was pretty controversial, that whole tour, in Nice, in France. And then th- that particular one was aired live on HBO, which was a big deal. Like you probably had to do pay per view for it, whatnot, and then later it was released on laser disc only, Ooh. only laser disc. <laughs> so that you had, if you wanted to see that blonde ambition action, then you had to have a laser disc player like my uncle Raj. <laughs> I had a girlfriend,
1: and her parents had a laser disc player, and I remember going and watching a movie on it. I don't remember what the movie was, but. Uh...
0: Yeah, Yeah. and you had to turn them over in the in the middle. Remember that? But they were huge. They were like DVDs, but they were just they were as big as yeah, they were the size of his
1: record. And yeah, you had (laughs) to play half the movie. You had to flip it halfway through.
0: (laughs) I wonder why that never caught on. Hmm,
1: Don't understand (laughs) what at all. All right, let's see what's next on my list here. Well, okay, I don't want to leave the British out because I know we've got a lot of British listeners. The 1990 Brit Awards had a live performance, and one of those performances was by a man who just retired this year, actually, did his farewell tour, and that was Phil Collins with Another Day in Paradise.
0: Oh, Phil Collins, wow. Yeah, he just retired. Yeah, Phil Collins was awesome. He's a great singer, but he could play like a trillion instruments. Just a fantastic musician, writes his own stuff. Very talented person is badass hmm. did you know that on april 5th michael jackson uh was awarded artist of the decade by george hw bush at the white house not to be outdone though her his sister janet um that same month was honored with her own star on the hollywood walk of fame good for her Yup, she's like yo michael i'm i'm right i'm, I'm right behind you bro Right behind Which would you, you they
1: have, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame or the Musician of the Year medal? No, it's
0: Artist of the Decade.
1: Artist of the Decade from the president.
0: Probably the star, though, right? Because i if you get an Artist of the Decade, that's a title, and you might get some kind of awesome plaque or something, but that's in your home, whatever. But your star is, like, on that Walk of Fame— Right. And I people think so can see as well. That. Yeah. People yeah. are
1: always going to be like, people go to the Walk of Fame to look at the stars.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm I pretty sure Michael Jackson probably has a star as well. Yeah, I'm sure he, he probably does. Has a, but yeah. if he could only have one. If you could only have one, right. I would have the star for sure. Because then you could even walk to it and just stand there and be like, yeah, that's me. And then people would be like taking pictures. <laughs> I would do it. I would do that too. That'd be cool. Just hang out. Yeah, just hang out right on your star. Like every, every just every once in a while, just show up at your star. mean mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. people would be shocked. Like, hey, oh my And when gosh. we get our stars though, on the Walk of Fame for our goofy podcast, because it's gonna like <laughs> take off, we, we'll we'll have we'll have our stars, and we could just hang out and have lunch on our stars. We could have some uh, sushi. <laughs>
1: we will not be having sushi. <laughs> you can have sushi. i fish and chips. <laughs> okay. So we've already discussed my love of The Cure uh, on episodes of the past, our Best British Bands episode, and our Music Videos episode. In 1990, the winner of the British Video of the Year at that same Brit Awards that I mentioned was, in fact, The Cure's Lullaby. So the video that I put at the top of my videos list was the winner. Of the Brit Awards in
0: 1990. Did you know that when you picked that video?
1: I did not know that. See? Good taste. Good taste, buddy. Yeah. My music snobbery stands up. Holds up.
0: And The Cure is great. I've always liked The Cure. I think they've got this darkness, but it's still kind of poppy and fun. I think they're great. Yeah. Do you remember the three tenors? Mm, Pavarotti... Yeah, uh, they were huge. Uh, I
1: don't remember the Plasamo
0: other two. De, Placido Domingo, Jose Carreras, and Luciano Pavarotti, who looks like John reyes Davies. Don't don't you think so? Like I'll have to the look at a picture of him.
1: I I know the actor you're talking about. I would have to look don't at a picture think of the musician. Pavarotti
0: and Ray's <laughs> Davies look look alike. Like I can't tell the difference sometimes. I don't look at either of them all that much, truthfully. Well, you should look at them and tell me that they don't look alike. That's like one of those totally looks like things, right? Okay. But anyway, so they were big. Um, I remember my mom and grandma were huge into the three tenors, and they they had their first concert on July 7th, 1990, at the the Baths of Caracalla in, in Rome. Yeah,
1: that was a big event. I had... I don't think it was, it wasn't a live CD, so it wasn't of that event, but I had a CD of the three
0: of them for a
1: while. we mm-hmm.
0: yeah, were good. Good stuff. It's not pop music. It's like more opera type stuff. Oh, well, it's, it's very good. opera, but it's, yeah, they're very talented.
1: Well, my last one, so this is my last one, Jamie, I don't how okay. sure many
0: you have left. I'll have, I'll have my la- I have my last one too. Cool.
1: All right. Well, we've already discussed the number one single on the Billboard Top 100 was Hold On by Wilson Phillips. However, did you know the 100th song on the Top 100 was by a band called Kipper, and the name of the song was (laughs) Tic-Tac-Toe? I don't know. Sounds like something you'd listen to.
0: I don't know, I don't know, and it sounds pretty inconsequential for your last one. You're going out with a little fizzle there, aren't you?
1: Well, I just thought it was interesting. They have the top one hundred, and it's like, well, who's the last who's one the bottom
0: of that list, and it sounds like they would be because I never heard of it never i if, heard if of I it. heard this song, I'd probably know it though, maybe, but I have no idea who who that is or the it's i i they should probably be grateful they even cracked the one hundred because that's probably the only thing they ever did. <laughs> Yeah, we made the top 100. Yeah. Time to retire. (laughs) So, uh, Celine Dion had performed for a decade prior to 1990. But she wasn't all that famous because, at least not in the anglophonic world, because she was only performing in the francophone world. She was a French singer. And she made her formal English language debut in the U.S. with the release of her album Unison on September 11th, 1990. So she, a lot of people were introduced to Celine Dion in 1990, but French-speaking people already knew her. Did you have that CD? I didn't have her first one. Hmm. No. I had her later one, but I did have her French one. We talked about this. I had a French one and it's kind of nice dude it's it's in french and they're all just her songs for french it's not like remakes so she's oh it's just nice dude it's i don't know what she's saying but i like the way she sings it whatever you say <laughs> there, all right i do have one more though hold on okay i gotta g- right. i gotta put this one out there all right go for it do you know what a premiered on television on september 26th of 1990 <laughs> cop rock <laughs> cop rock
1: it was uh it was that sounds
0: tv's was, only it just, musical that, police yes, drama that's and, it right. cops. and people hated it that was premiered in 1990 it lasted like what a couple i don't episodes know it didn't something? last long it didn't last people long. hated it it was dumb but that's still music that was the first and only TV's Cop first musical. and only musical police drama. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Who
1: approved that? Yeah. Do you know what we need? We need a police musical. Yeah. yeah. On TV.
0: The, the public is clamoring for it.
1: <laughs> Let's see. What am I going to watch tonight? Am I going to watch Seinfeld or Cop Rock?
0: Yeah. I'm going to go Seinfeld. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to watch Cheers, but holy shit, Cop Rock's on. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Cheers. Sorry, Cheers. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Well, listener, you could let us know what you think of music from the year 1990, uh, anything we might have missed in regards to that, did you know? You can reach us on our website at the 80s 90scom where you can contact us. And with that, we will say we are out of here like our chances of ever winning a Best Musical Performance Award in any category, at any award show, or of ever getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
0: It could happen, man. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just play some Wilson Phillips and Dream. What do you think? Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Until then, baby, are you gonna let them hold down and make you cry? Don't you know? Don't you know? Things will change. Things will go your way. Can sing it with me, Milo. If you hold, if you hold, hold on. on. Mm-hmm for, for more one more day, day Things are gonna change Hold on for one more day <laughs> yeah. I don't know the lyrics <laughs> It's good <laughs> I like it I like this song, dude I won't lie It's embarrassing, oh. though That's number five on my embarrassing songs list of the 90s